algorithms. We experience them every day. Algorithms have always been a part of humanity's processes, but in our modern world, they are now more important than ever. Algorithms can be complex and intimidating, yet even children can understand them in their simplest form. Algorithms determine what comes next. They help us with everything from finding a new recipe to figuring out our way from point A to point Z. Algorithms like these help us live our lives better, while other algorithms I've noticed have a very dark side, like algorithms that control information in media and social media. And yet, hope is not lost, because still other algorithms have an amen with them that echoes into eternity. That's what this new series is about. With this podcast, Family Disciple Me dives into a new discipleship conversation series called Algorithms with an Amen. I'm super excited about this series because I believe its implications affect everything. In this episode, I'd like to share with you the background of this concept, and then we'll build upon this foundation in the weeks to come. As the choices of this election approach and become finalized, this concept is helping me have meaningful discipleship conversations with my kids at home about a biblical worldview amidst all that is swirling and controlling us in our world. So now we're going to go by our standard podcast algorithm and cue the intro, then we'll dive into algorithms with an amen and the choices we can control. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. Do you feel the control slipping out of your hands this year? I sure do. From pandemic to politics, the algorithms of 2020 have shaped our lives beyond our control. Do you remember that time earlier this year when you wore a mask for the first time? I sure do. And yet now my family laughs about how seeing somebody in a face shield doesn't even make you take a second glance. This is a crazy, out-of-control year. Schools have new rules, stores have new guidelines, offices have new protocols. Our culture is changing, and worldviews are shifting. And all of this is affected, in one way or another, by algorithms that are mostly out of our control. Simply put, algorithms determine what's next. Algorithms are sets of rules followed by calculations. 
Algorithms are procedures or processes or instructions designed to perform specific tasks. Algorithms are problem-solving approaches that help us deal with the issues we face. And many of these help make our lives better. Here's the problem. If an algorithm is a set of rules, who makes the rules? If an algorithm is a set of instructions, who decides the instructions? If an algorithm is a problem-solving approach, who determines what the problem is and who gets to determine what the solution should be? Thing is, most algorithms governing today's world are man-made. And whichever people are deciding what the problems are and determining what the rules and instructions should be, they're still just that. They're people. They're humans with opinions and desires and and beliefs they are enforcing upon us through the algorithms or the rules, instructions, and approaches that they create. Wearing masks is a really obvious example of algorithms this year. The powers that be have decided that COVID is the problem and making the rule of mask wearing will solve it or at least slow it down. Whether or not you agree with this approach, this is the algorithm by which we must mostly live this year. As a piano teacher, I'm continually amazed by how well even the little people are adapting to this particular rule, and I'm really proud of them, actually. It's like they've decided to live by the rule, even though they may not like the rule. Some algorithms that we can see are mutually beneficial as a society. But then there are other algorithms that are at work in this world that are not as obvious as something like mask mandates. We cannot see these algorithms, yet we experience their ramifications, and they may be neither helpful nor benign. Consider social media algorithms for a moment. When it comes to social media platforms, algorithms determine the perceived relevance safety, usefulness, or desirability of whatever we see or hear or say, be that through a post or video or tweet or snap. Which posts show up or don't show up on Facebook or Instagram? It's not arbitrary. What comes through or doesn't come through our media news sources or headline banners? It's not random either. People creating the algorithms for these have the powerful control of communication. These unseen algorithms are the ones I'm concerned about the most. With Family Disciple Me, communication is crucial to me. The Family Disciple Me team regularly watches the numbers of who sees and doesn't see our post. We also pay for advertising at times because, of course, the almighty dollar helps algorithms move in our favor. However, this year, I am ever more concerned as I have seen viable paid advertising denied. I've seen people's political posts shut down their entire accounts and medical doctors censored for controversial views. These are just a few examples of control being taken away and the deeper implications actually affect our freedom of speech. It's all within the invisible yet powerful algorithms of what we get to see and hear from others and what others get to see and hear from us. Social media algorithms, media algorithms determine 
whose perspectives are allowed, whose truths are deemed true, whose views are safe and whose are dangerous, and whose stories are told. As all of this relates from social media to politics and pandemics right now, it will relate more and more to our professions of faith in Jesus. Just ask Chinese believers about the algorithms working against them in China. I'm actually going to tell you more about that in an upcoming podcast. All of this, whether across the world or here, is bone-chilling. Communication seems forever altered. The world is changing. Control is shifting. What's a Christian to do as more and more control slips away? Of course, even non-believers feel the world slipping out of control right now. But how are Christ followers to respond as powers that we fundamentally disagree with exert more and more authority over us? Do we slip into despair over our lack of control? Do we shut up or give up? Do we let discouragement rule our lives or let depression become our stronghold? Do we allow anger or rage to bubble up and out of us? Do we lash out at people? Do we shake mean-spirited fists at others? Do we prognosticate that it must be the beginning of the end of the world, declare our powerlessness, and pull the covers over our collective heads? When one more vestige of control slips through our fingers, do we just stay at home, lock our doors, turn off the TV, and ignore the world? Any of these approaches might be tempting as the pain of this world keeps bombarding us, as the grind of this year just keeps wearing us down more and more. But thing is, as Christ followers, I'm pretty sure none of these are the best approaches God wants his people to take. The bottom line is, though we do not get to choose all the algorithms that affect us, we do get to choose the personal algorithms by which we live. In this unparalleled year, in this unmatched election season of so many choices, our decision about the personal algorithms of our lives is the most important choice that we will make and that we can make. As the rest of the world spins out of our control, Christ followers absolutely have control over whether or not we'll live by God's algorithms for our lives. This is what we call an algorithm with an amen in the Discipleship Conversation series that goes along with this podcast. And here's the thing. Algorithms with an amen determine the trajectory and influence of our lives more than any law, any mandate, or any social media algorithm ever could. God's algorithms start with choose Him. In Joshua 24, 14 and 15, Joshua laid out for the people of Israel their trajectory-changing moment. Choose this day who you will serve. Israel had to decide as individuals, as families, and a nation who they were going to serve. And we must make this decision too. We only get one vote at the ballot box in our nation. And as much as we would like to, we can't control all the choices of our children and families. But we can and must make this decision to choose God in our own lives. As important as our votes are in this upcoming election, no choice in life is greater 
than choosing God because choosing Him lays the foundation for every other choice thereafter. When we choose to serve Him, we give Him control, putting Him in the first place of our lives. Every other algorithm in this whole world may be out of our control, but we are entirely in control of this algorithm to choose to serve God. The next of his algorithms then is to choose his ways. Psalm 25, 12 says, Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. When we align our hearts with his, we live by his instructions, letting him establish the rules for our lives. Psalms 113, 30 and 31, which I have been memorizing lately says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. When we choose God's ways, we choose to love what he loves. We choose to value what he values. We choose to call good what he calls good. And we choose to call evil what he calls evil. No longer are our personal opinions, our lifestyles, or even our votes simply based on our own logic, feelings, or emotions and experiences. Because we've already chosen to serve Him, we choose His ways. All this leads then really practically to this final decision. Choose a godly life. God wants our algorithms to align with His rules, His instructions, His ways, so much so that we become evidence to who He is. His Word defines what a godly life looks like. 1 Peter 2.12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans that, though they may accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. Our good lives, filled with good deeds, lead to godliness that can point a secular, pagan society to Him. The world may set their algorithms against us, but it can't help but like love, respect, honor, dignity, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness. That's the truth. And we can control the fruit of our lives whether others receive it or not. As I ponder this concept and its implications, I have to tell you that it feels like I am taking back some of the control that feels like it's being taken away from me. I get to choose the trajectory of my own heart. I get to choose my algorithms. When you and I make the choice to give God control over our lives, when we choose Him, when we choose His ways, when we choose to live a godly life, all of this plays out very practically. 1 Peter 2 goes on to tell us about how we ought to live as citizens in our world, what our good deeds should look like. And very practically, as the election draws closer, we don't get to control all the powers of this world. We don't get to control the outcome of the election. But we can live by Scripture's algorithms that tell us, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Work for the good of the cities where I have made you to go. And seize any opportunity the Lord gives you to do good things and be a blessing to everyone. 
The references for those verses are in the show notes, but let's just say that from those verses, we know an opportunity to live a godly life and choose to be a blessing is to vote according to our biblical convictions based on love and compassion and life and morality. We cannot control the outcome of the election, but we can control what we do at the ballot box. We can daily choose to live for Jesus and make our lives about Him. We can choose to love people and bless them whether we agree with them or not. We can choose to value life, all life, even the lives of those we completely disagree with. We can work for the good of the cities and the nation where God has placed us. We can choose to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, souls, and strength and teach the next generation to do the same. As this year comes to a difficult landing, and I'm sure it's going to get crazier and more out of control before it gets better, the vestiges of what we thought we controlled are going down the drain. Our life's algorithms may or may not go far on social media. Our biblical worldview may no longer even be considered viable on the media. Invisible powers that we cannot see will establish and continue to establish algorithms that affect us. Nonetheless, do not lose heart, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Our personal algorithms They may be censored, but they can never, ever be shut down when each of us in our lives and our families and neighborhoods, workplaces and schools live by God's standards and his rules of love and mercy, respect and submission, kindness and compassion. These things are absolutely in our control. And you know what else is in our control? Teaching these things to the next generation. Our children are watching us as we talk about politics. Our children and grandchildren are watching us as we discuss mask wearing and protocols about COVID. Our children and grandchildren and and the next generation entrusted to us, they are watching our example as we discuss those on the opposite side of the political aisle that we disagree with. What algorithms are they learning from us? We can't control all the algorithms swirling around us, but we can control the algorithms we live by. Making our choices and leading our lives based on our relationship with Jesus, we live His algorithms with an amen. Thank you for joining me in this podcast The discipleship conversation that goes along with this episode can be found at familydiscipleme.org and also can be found in the show notes. I encourage you to use this pivotal time in history to disciple your children about what it means to choose God and how that affects the trajectory of their entire lives. Now, wherever you are, whatever pieces of control you're watching slipping through your fingers right now. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you. And as you turn your countenance toward him, 
May He give you peace. Now go with God, friend. Choose Him today.